construction workers were Todd Fillier and Tommy Sloan.
see that thing? I almost got hit with that. It's warm, like yeah, sure. It's warm and it gets in in the in the box. And I think I have something else in there. Where's my uh, lunchbox? This is good stuff. Right here. 
once again, it's time for Dead Air with Frank Otero and We're happy to be here again. We got some good things. We got a guest star today, Tom, right? Solomon is here playing quarter plus. Surprise guest Surprise guest star. Do you know who that was? Oh, it's over. It's a shorty. That was Leon Russell, Prince of Peace. We played that. You know why we played that, Tom? Oh, that was Prince of Peace. This is our Easter show. This is our big Easter show because... It's going to be Easter. Right. We're wait not, a minute. No, we're not going to be... Yeah, right. We're not going to be here next week because next week is vacation. Oh, wait. This Sunday's Palm Sunday. No, this Sunday's Palm Sunday. Next Sunday is Easter. But we're not going to be on next week. So we can't do our Easter show next week because no one right. would hear it. Not that anyone wants to hear it. Anyway, but, uh, but we've here got... We are. Mark Mandel is out there. Hey, you know, there's a nice chick out there. Is there? Yes, I've never seen her before, but I'd like to see her again. Well, maybe we'll put a picture on the wall if you can take a snapshot. She was sitting on the radiator near the window, and if she's listening now... Hello. How you doing? <laughs> okay, you want to do this announcement here before we go into the next thing? Uh, okay. It's, it's interesting, and it might help out someone. So go ahead. If you live anywhere in New York City and you need a doctor at any time of the day or night, call 879-1000. 879-1000. This 24-hour doctor service can be useful to you in any kind of medical emergency, especially if your own physician cannot be reached after his office hours. Tell the number again, Tom. Wait a minute, I'm not finished. Oh. Remember, in case of emergency, when your doctor cannot be reached, call New York City's 24-hour doctor service at 879-1000. That's 879-1000. 879 Isn't that interesting? You know, I, I picked yeah. this up, and I thought that everyone would like to hear about it. Because that is interesting. That I mean, is interesting. How many doctors do you know that, like, if you got an appendicitis attack during the night, of course, that doctor couldn't help that anyway. Yeah, but you know what this is? I did this once. I call this thing. What is it? It's a recording that says, take two aspirin <laughs> and go to sleep. That's all. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're going to play some more Easter things, which are going to, is going to incorporate... This is a Christ show. Right? Jesus Christ show Christ. and some uh, God songs. And here's one by the Bee Gees, which we're going to do, called... What's, what is the full title of it? Every Christian Lion-Hearted Man Will Show You. WNYT, New York. was the Bee Gees telling you that every, Christian, what every Christian light man should know. Man. 
should know. The caliber of the New York Tech student, so far as I hear, is such that he cannot pass the test for three on a match, which is a game show on TV, and Tom is going to tell you about a personal experience which he had along those lines. Tom, here you go. Uh, last Friday, after economics class, actually it was last Thursday, now that I think about it, Jamie Wiener, is that her name? No, it's Janie Allison Wenner. Janie Allison. Uh, Wenner, Larry Solomon, and myself. <laughs> Sounds like a new play. Go on. Jamie Winter, Larry Solomon, and myself were leaving the school uh, on the 56th Street exit when this man approached us and grabbed us by the arm and and physically, bodily took us to the to the Sheridan Park Hotel, the Park Sheridan Hotel, as you may like, whichever, and said, "How would you like to be on three on a match?" Yeah, and what'd you say? Thinking it over, <laughs> since we were CA students, knowing that we will never be on television, <laughs> considering that this would be the only opportunity to see a camera again after we graduate, we decided to take this opportunity. So we walked into the lobby. I hope the test was shorter than this explanation. <laughs> well, we have to waste time. We don't have many records today, so we have to talk. We walked into the lobby, and, and we took the test, and we all failed the test. But here's a little information. Tell us, tell me the, tell them the question that you told us. Yes, you might pass the test if you know that an Alaska, uh, that a Saluki is a, an Alaskan ski dog, being an Italian hero sandwich. See, a the name of Tom Savino's beard. Anyway, if anyone is interested in appearing as a contestant on the new NBC television show, new, it's been on for like months, I don't know. Three on a match with Bill Cullen. We test and interview people every Thursday at the Park Sheridan Hotel, 7th Avenue and 56th Street, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. We are in the mezzanine level of the hotel. Why does it keep saying we? Or the we're in, in, in the studio. You must be 18 years of age. No appointment is necessary. Now, wait a second. All right, forget it. I was going to say something. Oh, uh, no. Oh, here's Harry Nielsen. Yeah, Nielsen, Schmielsen.
That was our first guest. <laughs> the inimitable Zorro, Don Diego in disguise. Riding in here. Hi-ho, I'm Zorro. Hi-ho. Let's do another. I'll do an announcement here, okay? While you get ready for that. The Omni Theater Club, which I think I mentioned to you before. Thursday weather forecast calls for variable cloudiness with a chance of rain or snow shower. Temperatures in the upper 30s. Tonight calls for partly cloudy with temperatures in the 40s. Looking ahead Friday, sunny, little temperature change. I got a pair of lepers, I got two virgins, and one that's gone astray. I have a full church. A full church? Well, I beat you because I got a king of kings. And that takes care of that. You know who that was? Tell them who that was. Yes, people. That was Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale, one of his finest performances. It's from an album and called... And can you top that? Let me tell you that. It's from an album called Audie Murphy Sings the Best of Lawrence Welk. I don't believe that at all, Frank. You wouldn't believe anything. And that stupid sergeant believed that story about the car. Can you imagine that? I wonder how much he made off that story. I wonder how much he made off this record. Let's destroy this record right now on the air. Well, moving right along on our Easter show. And I think they've got the idea of it now, Tom. I mean, they would, they heard Can this show be saved? That's the question. <laughs> Not even God can save us today. Uh, let's tell them who we'll we are. Be, we haven't got a prayer. Let me tell you that. This is WNYT. It's... Hey, how serious I said that? Oh, this is WNYT, and it's 12.31 to... I don't have enough fingers. It's 12.33, and this is Dead Air with Tom Savino and Frank Cotolo, and this is our big Easter special. And our guest is coming up uh, in about five, ten minutes. Hey, friends, this is Tom Savino, and... That's right, it's snowing out there. This is the special Christmas show brought to you by the two alumni who are out of work at this very moment. And already things have started jumping. The door is knocking. The place hasn't changed a bit. Um, yes. We've been abused. Um, 
We have a word that uh, we cannot be heard. Is that word true? Frank, if it's true, no one's going to hear what you just said, you idiot. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, that was the famous song, Jingle Bells, played faster than usual. And if you We're moving played, faster than usual. Yes. Um, today is December the 15th, Friday, December 15th, and it's getting to be Christmas out there. Yes, indeed, friends, it's snowing. <laughs> this place hasn't changed one bit no. uh, in the four or five months that it's been since we've been back here. No, indeed it hasn't. And what do we have? We've got a good show, though, because yes. we've, we've decided to bring Christmas a little early into New York Tech. Um, although I hear Christmas, there's going to be a long Christmas vacation this year. Yes, I, that's what I've heard, Frank. And indeed, uh, I think this is to be true, considering that uh, it says so in the catalog. We have some guests today, too, that we're going to take care of a little later. Um, a member of the Elves Liberation Front will be here, yes, uh, the, direct from the North Pole. The El Elves Liberation Front is a new front that used to be in the back and it was now moved up to the front. And the Elves Liberation Front will have little Luke will be here talking about the gripes that the elves have at Santa's workshop and then the North Pole, wherever else they are. But in the meantime, just remember, look, we've got the weather again. Oh, it's been so long. But we can't do the weather. We can't do the weather now. Okay, the heck with the weather. It's snowing out. But Whether it, it is or not, we're going to say it's snowing it's out. It's snowing out right now, and things look pretty Christmassy, so let's get into a Christmas song. And we're going to play an oldie. An oldie, a Christmas oldie by the Beach Boys called Christmas Day. A special dead air show that is being brought to you through the courtesy of George Wright and through WNYT. This is, this is Frank Atolo and Tom Savino, and... Uh, we're kind of glad to be back here because this place is a mess. It's, uh, we're ashamed of this place. Just look at it. Oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't like this when, when we were here, people. The worst I've ever seen. But as alumni, we'd like to say that truly and honestly, this education has got us absolutely nowhere. No, but we're having fun, right? I mean, what else? What other school can you come back to and do these kind of things? That it's much true. we can say for the school, okay? You can't go back to Columbia and say, we want to do a Christmas special. That's right. Now, if you went to Yale, how many people go back to Yale? Not many people. Oh. Once you leave Yale, you're all locked up. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh. From all of us at WNYT New York, to all of you, the students of New York Tech, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me We don't want to ruin the professionalism of all this. Same to you, fella. But um, wouldn't wouldn't you be astounded to know that that was done in George Wright's basement? George Wright's basement is a fascinating place. Um, it's a very interesting place for all those people who have never been down there. I've made professional... Well, I wouldn't say that. I've made you audition You never do anything tapes. professional. I've made audition tapes uh, down in George Wright's basement, and it was the right thing to do, so to speak. <laughs> George... I think I just heard George screaming out there. <laughs> no, he says I didn't. Hey, you know, Frank, I what? just noticed yeah, something. Uh, do you notice that a lot of the dials on, on the board here are red and green? Uh, Isn't that what about the blue ones? The blue ones? Well, what do you know? I mean, after all, everything can't be Christmas. Well, it's going to be Christmas, That's and right. um, we're, we're keeping up to date. We, we, people will say, might be saying, you know, you're a little early, guys. I mean, why didn't you come back next week? 
because oh, they're not here next week. That's right, of course. So we want to get you all in the Christmas spirit. Are they going to put up a tree this year? Remember they put up those little trees in that little fireplace last year? I don't know. If anyone out there knows... Please uh, report. Uh-oh, the, the green light is on again. But it's green. It's Christmas time. If anyone knows, if we're putting up a Christmas tree this year, uh, let us know. We'll announce it over the air. If anyone has any announcements... Uh, yell very loud. We'll be loud. glad to throw them at you if you yell, give them to us. Yell loud and, and everyone will hear you because we're not announcing them today. It's a special Christmas show. And why am I talking like Joe Franklin? Good morning. It's a little bit after, well, it's sometime after 10. We don't know. This big machine is in our way. So we're, we're without further ado, let's get on to this because this is a classic. We'll go down in history. The original Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. By Gene Autry, the man who now owns the Cleveland Indians, Los Angeles, Nevada, Missouri, Texas. Mississippi, and, and two horses, Humblebee. and a partridge in a pear tree. Rolling along, singing a song, Tom? Um, yes. I had a terrific surprise yes. last Christmas, uh -huh. and I want to share this with you. Okay, go ahead. I, um, I went to the tree... And underneath the tree, the tree is this the tree that's outside the Christmas your house? Tree right? tree that's this inside is, oh, the house. Christmas tree that's the inside my house. Christmas tree that's inside my house. I mean, after all, Frank, you ruined my joke, and now this I This isn't a joke. joke. Oh, okay. This is the truth. Okay. Now I said um, there your was this big package for me. Your Tannenbaum was in the. Oh, Tannenbaum! Oh, Tannenbaum! There's this gigantic <laughs> package for me, and it's wrapped up. And I said, "What on earth could be in that package?" Uh huh. So I I continued to open it. Yeah. Uh huh. I had first I started opening it, then I continued to open right. it. Right. And I took it off and. You never guess what was in there. What was in the box? Your right? dream present. My dream present. A live uh -huh. girl. Jocelyn Lane was no, in the no. box. <laughs> but it was a live girl. And a I live girl. and I looked at it and I said, What you know, a Pardon live girl miss, for Christmas. But I've never done this with a real Listen. Yeah. So I, I opened it up and I said, Hi, what's your name? You know what she said? What did she say? She said her name was Luya. 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 So I I, I, I didn't know what to do with it, you her know? Her name was Luya? Her name was Luya. Uh-huh, okay. So... Well, you didn't know what to do with Luya. I didn't know what to do with Luya, so someone asked me, uh, what are you going to do with Luya? And I just had to answer. She said, what are you going to do with Luya? They, they asked me, what no. are you going to do with Luya? And what did you say? I said...
you're curious or confused, get information or a pamphlet at most pharmacies or a health clinic. If you need help, see a doctor. A public service message by this station and the American Social Health Association. The following is presented by the producers and the sponsors. This is WHBI Newark. Now, now, on, on W... Hi, Tom. Good night, Frank. Hey, Barney. See ya. Take it easy. I noticed that heckle and jekyll of WHBI were on the radio again this morning before my show. Now, I don't mind that too much. But again, and I bring this out only as a public service, again, they fib to you. You people out there in the listening audience, heckle and jekyll fib to you. They insulted your intelligence by insisting that you believe that I, your leader, a good Catholic boy that I am, streaked into the studio in just a pair of Argyle socks from some crummy store by the name of People's gutter or something. That's not true. I had tennis socks on. <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, you stay right where you are because in about 20 minutes I'm going to have a special review of Dead Air right here on The Scott Show. Oh, uh, the heavy sounds of WHBI radio in the early morning hours of a Tuesday. Good morning, I'm Christopher Scott laughing and messing here on the radio, taking you all the way up until 2 o'clock in the morning. Don't forget, in about 15 or 17 minutes from right now, a review of Dead Air, and also a happy holiday pick hit right here on the Scott Show. Grand Funk, do it. Stop. 400X, Warwick, Rhode Island, 02886. Now, in case you That's don't... Box 400X, Warwick, Rhode Island, 02886. That was one of my impressions of Dead Air stepping on other people's lines. Anyway, in case you don't know what a happy holiday pick it is, and this is the first time you're listening to my show, uh, congratulations. But a happy holiday pick it is that Happy is a guy who does a show here on the station. And every once in a while, he leaves me a record out saying, Hey, Scott, this is going to be the number one record in one week. And Happy is generally wrong about it. But we make him feel happy, make him feel important. So this is another happy holiday pick hit. I'm going to play this dedication for Barney Cutstrap, and then the review. Shine a light or I'll never get back to Brooklyn. My, my, Brooklyn. It's been so long, now I want to get back to Brooklyn. My, my, Brooklyn, USA. Shine a light. Yeah. 
must admit to you, I fib. Like the people from Dead Air, I lied. I do not have a review of Dead Air. I said that mainly so that Frank and Tom would be dumb enough to stay up for the full half hour and listen to my program. Haha, <laughs> you guys got it, didn't you? <laughs> Serves you right. My name is Christopher Scott. <laughs> I feel proud of that. My name is Christopher Scott. Um, have a nice night. Have a nice Tuesday. Wednesday, don't forget, is the beginning of spring. Go out there and kick a robin or a blue jay or something. And don't forget, next Tuesday morning at 1 o'clock, tune in dead air on WHBI Radio. You'll enjoy it. Well, oh, never mind. Good night. Go away. Go away. You, over there in the corner. Out. WHBI Newark, with studios at 45 New Street. Hi, I'm Half Nelson, world-renowned scuba diver and graduate of the Brooklyn Diver School. You've probably seen me in the deep depths of the ocean, fighting octopi, seeking lost treasure and pretty shells. You may never get to wrestle a giant squid or dismantle a World War II mine, but you may be interested in the beauty of the undersea world. The Brooklyn Divers School offers a 30-hour course of instruction two evenings a week for six weeks. Class hours are convenient and pool scuba equipment is provided. And you won't be diving off the Bay 14 Pier either. Two open ocean trips are included in the course. Hey, Half Nelson, care for a swim? No tanks. The Brooklyn Divers School is co-ed. Ask about the special two-week intensive course. Dial 377-9461, 377-9461. The Brooklyn Divers School is a member of the Professional Association of Diving Instructors. I'm Half Nelson, world-renowned scuba diver and graduate of the Brooklyn Divers School. I was swimming in the depths of Sheepshead Bay when I noticed a giant tuna playing a piano. I approached. Aren't you Half Nelson? That's me. You swim almost as good as we do. Where'd you learn? At the Brooklyn Divers School. The Brooklyn Divers School offers a 30-hour course of instruction two evenings a week for six weeks. Class hours are convenient and pool scuba equipment is provided and two open ocean trips are included in the course. You think I could go to the Brooklyn Divers School? Sorry, Charlie. Hey, how come you could play the piano? I'm a piano tuner. The Brooklyn Divers School is co-ed. Ask about the special two-week intensive course. Dial 377-9461, 377-9461. The Brooklyn Divers School is a member of the Professional Association of Diving Instructors. Comes to people's alley. Get yourself some fine clothes. Get yourself carefree clothes, easy, let it be close. Get yourself carefree clothes, easy, let it be Once again, it's time for Dead Air. Live Dead Air. That's right. Heard every Tuesday morning right here on WHBI 105.9. I'm Tom Savino. 
And I'm Frank Atolo. And we'll be with you tonight until 1.30, so stay with us. Well, Frank, it's certainly nice to be back again. Yes, for those of you who uh, haven't been listening or missed a few weeks, uh, we're just back from vacation, vacation time, early vacation this summer. And we are both going to relay some of those experiences to you tonight. And also, we're going to allow you to partake in this program by just dialing... Dialing 873-1121, area code 212, 873-1121. We decided that since we were uh, back from vacation, we had taped two shows previously, that it would be a gas to sort of uh, let you in on it and just do a live, spontaneous show. I mean, nobody knew about this. No one at all. So Neither. you'll be the first to know at this point. You'll be the first to call, we hope. Because if you don't call... At 873-1121. Yes, if you don't call at 873-1121, well, we're going to bore you to death, let me tell you. No, really. But uh, in any event, it is nice to be back. Tom has yes. just returned from the wilds of... Hawaii. Hawaii. Two weeks in glorious Hawaii. Hawaii. Or Hawaii, as some of them say. And I have just returned from uh, celebrating the 111th anniversary of the Battle of Gettysburg in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. More about that as time goes by, but we'll be interrupting the program here and there for a phone call, like the one uh, we have right now. Let's take our first phone call. Hello? Hello? 8731121. That's it. How are you going to bug me to death? Bore you to death, not bug you to death. Oh, bore me to death. Yeah, just keep listening and, uh... Someone saying something about they were celebrating the 135th what? No, you didn't understand, sir. Yeah? Um, I was in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, celebrating the 111th celebration, the 111th anniversary of the Battle of Gettysburg. Do you know what battle that was? Uh, the Battle of Gettysburg. Gettysburg, that's right. Oh, that was during the Civil War, right? Oh, that was really good. Yes, that is the one. The Civil War was really good, thank you. No, the Civil War wasn't. Uh, have you been on vacation, sir, recently? Um, two days. I think you need a little more, sir. No. Yeah. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Oh, I went to the beach one day. The beach? Well, no, I, what, we mean, what we mean is, have you left the state or the country or anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, what beach did you go to? I went to Thompson Lake. Thompson Lake. Where is that, by the way? That's, um... It's in um, Jamesburg, I think. Where are you from, sir? I'm from Jersey City. Oh, you're calling from Jersey? Yeah, right. Did you have a good time? Um, well, mostly. I, I drank a little bit, you know. Oh, that's, that's always good. A little too much, I think. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed myself, I think. I had a good time. Well, that's great. I hope oh, uh, everyone has a good time this summer. What do, you, what do you do for a living, sir? If you want to say. Oh, well, I'm an electroplater. You're an electroplater? Yeah. And what, may I ask, does an electroplater do? Uh, chrome plate. Stone plates? Chrome plate, silver plate, copper plate, gold plate, nickel plate, you know. Dime plate? Steel, you know. You steal? <laughs> A little. <laughs> um, listen. <laughs> um, do you listen to the show every week? Um, 
Yeah, most of the time. Well, that's your problem. No, but anyway, uh, we do appreciate it. And I just, uh, a lot, you know. You oh, that's do? Good. good things going on all the time. You don't yeah. have any hobbies, I guess, then, right? <laughs> well, I have. No, I don't have any hobbies except eating. I eat a little too much. Yeah? What's your favorite, f <laughs> what is your favorite food? Oh, boy, this is, this is not boring at all, let me tell you. No? No. What, what is your favorite food, by the way? You said you eat a lot. My favorite food is, um, let me see, what do I like most? Uh, I, I would have to say Chinese food. Really? Really? I would have to say Polish food. Listen, I'll say it. Polish food. We got a there's a lot of a lot of Chinese food in uh, Hawaii where I just came from, and uh, I don't know why I threw that in, but I just had to say something, so I did. Can we? Heard every Tuesday morning. We Maybe. certainly can. Let's take another phone call. Hello, you're on the air. Yes, I'd like to know where is Short Don Rebel? Where is Short Don Rebel? Well, he's been doing a two-week stint at Scamoni's in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk, Virginia, yes. Yeah, he's been there for a while. He likes to go. In fact, he was on vacation. That's where he always goes, down to Norfolk. Uh, he likes it down there. Yeah, uh, first, I'd like to ask you, when do you do your taping? I'd love to go to the taping. Uh. You would like to go to the taping? Well, tonight, obviously, we're doing it live, unless you are on tape. Right. But we don't know that. Uh, we usually tape on Friday, Friday afternoons. Right, well, you know what, what I do find out? Close to the station. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't you write to us, and uh, I'll give you the address, okay? The address for you and for anyone else who's listening who'd like to attend the show. The pornography ruling? How long was it? No, really, uh, which one Which one is that? There's so many that happen every day. I don't know. No, I mean, uh, uh, you know, with the, uh, banning the movies, you know. I mean, when did they ban movies, sir? Oh, uh, uh, you know, banning deep throat stuff, well, any movie, you know. Yeah. Uh, we are, if you listen to us every week, you might get the impression that we are totally against censorship in any shape or form. And we are. Yeah, you might not only get that impression, we are. Yeah, we are totally against it, yes. Yeah, I know, but the thing is like, uh, I don't know if you know, but in Texas, right? Yeah. The movie tape the moon, but... Really? Yeah, yes. Why? Uh... Somebody, uh, somebody, they had a child smoking a cigarette and there was a four-letter word you. Hmm. Which is ridiculous, because if you want to go on the street, you can see the same thing. That's right. Well, now in the streets of Texas, you know, that's the difference, right? <laughs> uh, I, all we can say about that, I, I think Frank and I both agree, we both have basically the same opinion right. of it, is that censorship is just, uh, well, it's ridiculous right. in this, in this uh, democratic society. It happens to you. I'm sorry, sir, I didn't hear the last. It happens to you, like, you know, for when you're doing a live show. Yeah, yeah, well, we have to stay with the NFCC regulations right. and things like that. Okay. All right, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye. Okay. Hello, this is Dead Air, and you're on the air. Uh, hello. Hi. I would uh, like to tell you uh, why I like your show. Okay, if it's... Uh, take all the time you want, sir. But. Well, what's the thing? I would, I would like to tell you. <laughs> no, seriously, I would. I am in, uh, an obstetrician in a women's prison. So I have, you know, not that much to do. And when I, when I see you guys and listen to you, yeah. it makes me feel good. Because then I know I'm not the only one with nothing to do. <laughs> Where are you from? Uh, where am I from? Queens Village. No wonder you have nothing to do. I've been in Queens Village. <laughs> you have? You know what I did that night in Queens Village? Yeah, we went to the A&P and watched them unload trucks. That was the amount of excitement they had in Queens Village. We're losing a lot of Queens Village fans out there. <laughs> um, 
if, if you, uh, um, you are an obstetrician, what did you say you were? An obstetrician in a woman's prison. You was an obstetrician in a woman's prison. No one nothing. Nothing. All day. Except that you're not sure what an obstetrician is. Oh, wait, are you, are you, you're insulting my intelligence, sir. Everyone knows what an obstetrician is. Yes. Okay, what is it? An obstetrician is a person who puts sockets in the walls. Right? You got me, you're right. Okay. So I'll with that one. Okay, sir, nice for calling. Unless you have anything more to say, do you? Uh, no, yeah, wait, one other question. Okay, go ahead. In your opinion, mm -hmm. um, you and the Bambi from the movies work with me? Yeah, yeah. Do you really think, in all sincerity, do you think Bambi would do it for a buck? <laughs> Thanks for your call, sir. Thank you. Okay. Bye. WHBI Dead Air, you're on the air. Yes, hello? Hi. Yes, I'd like to know what happened to the Christopher Scott Award. Uh, they, they didn't receive the greatest of responses, sir, but uh, I tell you, if you do have a nominee, we will be glad to, you know, make haste and uh, make yeah. waste and give one. What was, what, who, who did you have in mind? I had in mind? Yeah. Uh, I had in mind uh, uh, Larry Oaks. Larry Oaks? Who's Larry Oaks? Well, he is, uh, Ron Canarsie, he is the number one street hockey championship. Really? He's a, he's a, look at this, a guy is a champion in street hockey. Yes. That's, uh, I find that uh, hard to believe, but no, I don't. Yes, well. Must be a, a cheapskate. Um, you know, uh, yes, what? you know, you had one Christmas Scott award, that was it. Yeah, well, uh, nobody really cares about Christopher Scott. I mean, if you know him, you would, you would imagine that the, <clears throat> the banality of the whole thing was the fact that there was a Christopher Scott Award. But if you want to send it in, send in his name and address. Don't give it to us on the air. I know, I would. That's okay. Send it to us. You know the address by now if you're listening. Okay. Thanks a lot for calling, sir. Keep listening. It's very interesting talking to you. Uh, well, I wish I could say the same to you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. Hello, you're on the air. Uh, hello. I oh. would like to know the person who plays Short Don Rebel. Yes. I would like to know how fast the train was going when it hit him. Um, um, well, let's see. It might have been going bad. <laughs> I really enjoy the show. I think you should have uh, more skips, though. Your skips are tremendous, but... But what? We are. We are, sir. Uh, next, starting next week. Oh, yeah? You see, why we were away for a while. I know, I know. I mean, even when you have, like, three per show, I think, you know, if you had, like, maybe five, would be a lot better. Well, there has to be some room, you know, for the people who pay the bills. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. I, I mean, I you know a lot, don't you? <laughs> you? sound like one of those wise guys to me. No, really, I'm only kidding. Um, you do listen. Yeah. Uh, very often. Yes, I do. Where are you from? I've been listening for years. <laughs> I guess he has been listening. I guess he has. Uh, where are you from? Sorry. Where are you from? Belrose. Belrose? Right, that's in Queens. Oh, yes. That's in Queens. I know what Belrose is. Oh, well, one other question. If everyone, like, in the world is exactly like you two guys, what shape would the world be in? Well, I tell you, everybody would be on the air at 1 a.m. on Tuesday mornings, I guess. No, uh, I, uh, it would be a lot better world. You think so? <laughs> well, of course. All right. Oh, I just Nothing would get done. We wouldn't work. <laughs> we'd just eat, drink a lot of pineapple juice, eat guavas and things like that. WHBI, number again, 8731121. Hello, you're on the air. Yes. Yes. Yes, well, I want to ask you something. Go right ahead. About my frog. Excuse me, about your what? Frog. 
You don't have a frog? Oh, my frog? I do. I have one in my throat at this very moment. Well, my my pet frog, you know, he's green. Yes, what about your pet frog? Yes, frog? well, you know, he's, I, I couldn't get him to eat frog. Right? You couldn't get him to do what? He wouldn't eat his frog. You know, that's what frogs eat. Yeah, he wouldn't eat his frog food, and? Yes. And uh, I had a terrible time, and I also had a pet dog. Right? And all of a sudden, the frog got away from me and started eating the dog food. And now he barks at night, and I don't know what to do. Oh, oh I can tell you what to do, sir. Yes. Um, take your frog to a nearby pond, right? And sprinkle some magic dust on him. He's, he's probably a prince in disguise. Yes, well, uh, I don't know. He never, he never had uh, dog food before. He never had what? He never used to eat dog food before, you know, and have a problem when he barks at night. Sir? Yes. Sir? Are, uh, in this point in your life, are you experiencing psychiatric help? No, but I sent my frog to a couple of psychiatrists. You sent your frog to a couple of psychiatrists. Why doesn't he eat dog food? Sir, you're obsessed. You're obsessed and you're getting on my nerves. I'm getting very mad at you, sir. Goodbye. WHBI, you're on the air. Yeah, so I have a joke I'd like to tell. You have a joke? Go right ahead. Okay. It's the first day of school and this kid has a teacher. And the teacher is very hot, and he gives a test. He says, I'm going to give a quiz class. Right. He gets the test back. The kid got a 40 on the test. So the kid said, wow, if those are your little quizzies, I'd like to see your big testies. Sir, are you at this moment in your life experiencing psychiatric... No, that, that, that was very funny. Okay. As a matter of fact, uh, we have 25 people in the studio right now, and they're all in stitches. Me off the air. What's that? Bleep me off the air. No, he didn't. We did. We didn't we do, that. do that to you. you did. No, we didn't. I just turned it because I did not turn down my radio. You didn't? What? I didn't. Do you listen every week? No. Do you listen every week? That's a major, am I going to be in prison? <laughs> We're going to send you away for three weeks. He has a mistake pen, right? In uh, avocado corn. So the cop's going to come over and beat me over the head. He may just do that. He, he's done it to many people here at the station. Well, when is Christopher Scott coming back to the time frame? Yeah, I, I hope I, never. Seems like dead air now. That's right. Nothing but dead air on this on the station on Tuesday mornings at 1 a.m. Uh, do you do you like the show? Uh, well, I really don't listen. This is the first time. Uh, well, you, do you think time. you'll listen again? What? Do you think you'll listen again? Well, uh, I don't know. I seem to be experiencing technical difficulties with my receiver. Uh, just answer. Just answer me. Yes, no, or maybe. Actually, I listen to Alex Bennett. Uh, you listen to who? Alex Bennett. <laughs> Okay, the number WHBI, dead air, and I don't want to talk to anybody who listens to something else right now. WHBI, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, who's this? Rose. <laughs> um, uh. Yes? How are you? Fine, who are you? You don't know who I am. Tom, that's my wife. Take my wife, please. Um, uh. I know that's your wife. Are you enjoying the show? Yep. Good. That's strange. <laughs> what came over you, my dear? Home. What? Bring me some vanilla ice cream home. You want some vanilla ice cream? Van yeah. oh, oh, Frank, it's... I don't think... No. No, not that, right? Just uh, vanilla ice cream? Yeah, just vanilla ice cream. No sardines. No sardines. No sardines. Have you been trying long to call? Yeah. You have, huh? It's been really busy. I was surprised. All right. <laughs> That's your brother you hear in the background, Rose, laughing. Well, really? Yes. That's not nice. Your brother's not nice? No. He's not nice to live. Sudden urge. You have a sudden urge for vanilla ice cream. Yeah, because I woke up in a tunnel. Mmm. It's very hot, isn't it? It's usually hotter when I'm on it. <laughs> Sometimes. Rosie. Yes. I'll see you in a little while. Bye. Bye.
Okay, any more wives, girlfriends, or anything else? The cockles of your heart? It certainly does. It must let's be my wife. wife. Let's, let's get the phone. Okay, let's take this call. Dead air, you're on the air. Hello? Okay, the number is 873 that? one That was one, one, that one, one creep out of... 92 degrees here, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> Listen, we have to go, but thanks a lot, and keep listening. We're on every week at this time. I'll try. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. This is your radio announcer. We interrupt this program to bring you a special Harv Palsy news report. Harv Palsy. Here's news. Recent heavy flooding in Nebraska becoming more and more irritating to those who can't swim. And there's also complaints from neighboring Kansas. Kansas claims the border of Nebraska is slipping southward at the rate of 40 feet a minute. Scientists in Kansas have calculated that at the rate of 40 feet a minute, Nebraska will be in Brownsville, Texas in half an hour. Yippee okay, eh? Mexicans are hoping Nebraska will float even farther south past the Rio Grande, El Paso, Texas. And if Nebraska brings all of that newly rained aqua with them, the Mexicans will finally be able to drink the water instead of pass it. Tire palsy. Welcome to another heartwarming adventure of Mel and Collie Baby, featuring Collie Baby, the Wonder Dog, who not only reads, writes, and talks, but refuses to have her puppy's paper trained on anything else but the London Times. We now join Collie Baby and her trusty pal and master, Mel Finkelstein, in another exciting adventure. Golly, golly, uh, golly gosh, Collie Baby. Why can't we go out and have an adventure instead of moving these heavy sandbags all around? Besides, it's 82 degrees and sunny out. I think your forecast of heavy rains and flooding is crazy. Well, I think that by now you would hesitate to doubt my meteorological proficiency. Regardless of what the Weather Bureau says, all my calculations point to a prolonged deluge. But you heard our quiet county weatherman, sunny day on the radio this morning, and he claims it's going to be sunny for two weeks. Right, but he gets his forecasts from the Weather Bureau. Oh, but I thought that you gave the reports to the Weather Bureau. I did, but they terminated my employment. When I predicted it would rain on the Founders Day Parade. Oh, hey, here comes Vice Ranger Jones, and he's got a radio to his ear. Ah, Mel, how's it, folks? Fine. Boy, I sure hope that you have an adventure up your sleeve. Well, Mel, I did come over to see if you and Collie Baby wanted to go on a picnic. 
But I see that you're too busy playing Great Wall of China. Holy chicken legs, Carly baby. Did you hear that? A picnic. That means adventure. There will be plenty of time for picnics in a couple of weeks, Mel. But right now, it's imperative to finish construction of this protective wall of sandbags. Protective walls? The last Indian invasion in these parts was in 1860. 1760. But this wall is not a fortress, but a dike to prevent floodwaters from saturating the house. Floodwaters? Hey, have you been eating that gravel grub dog food again, Collie baby? I failed to see what my diet has to do with my attempt to save our house from the flood. We're nearly finished now, and I suggest that you take the rest of the sandbags and start fortifying the station house. Collie baby, it's 82 degrees and sunny out. Besides, Sunny Day said on the radio it would be sunny and warm for two weeks. Never trust a forecast that has been calculated by drawing pictures of rain, snow, wind, and sun on the roulette wheel. Hmm. I thought he got his forecast from the Weather Bureau. He does. Oh, well, I think you're crazy. I'm going to have that picnic whether you come or not, Collie baby. Coming, Mel? Well, yeah. Let me get some marshmallows, and I'll... Mel. Mm-hmm. The only thing he'll be using marshmallows for are water wings. Oh, come on, Collie baby. No, I'm going with Forest Ranger Jump. Mel, stay. But... Stay. Good. Now sit. Nah. Radio report with Sunny Day. The weather here in Quiet County is 82 degrees and sunny. It'll be sunny for the next two weeks. Well, that does it. I'm going. So long, Mel. I'll see ya. Collie, baby, you're the smartest, most wonderful, greatest, boringest dog a boy ever had. That's most boring, Mel. Mm. Sometimes a dog has got to do what a dog has got to do. Let's go in, Collie baby. Be with us again for another exciting and heartwarming adventure of Mel and Collie baby. It's Wasteland Playhouse. Featuring TV favorites that will never make it on radio. Now, Sea Search. I was swimming in the Rio de la Plata, which is a Spanish name, when I realized it would be easier to get to Paris by plane. I surfaced slowly, only to get caught in the evening tide that swept me into another breathtaking, death-defying sea search. I was picked up on the shore by Stanley Eaton. At least that's what he told me his name was. My name is Stanley Eaton. I noticed you being swept to the shore by the evening tide. I'm Hap Nelson, world-renowned skin diver. Where am I? You're on the Eaton estate. You own all this land? Yes. What are you, Eaton? Nothing right now, but if you'll come with me, I'll have my cooks fix us some sandwiches. 
I found out over lunch that not only was Stanley Eden a multi-billionaire in the field of electronics, but that his cooks made the most horrible Swiss cheese sandwiches this side of Geneva. After lunch, Stanley Eden began to tell me a remarkable story. It had to do with these three bears. After that story, he followed with a dull and morbid tale of his own misfortune. Three years ago, I was robbed of $300,000 worth of jewels. They were stolen by two men, and I saw them jump into the ocean with the jewels by the very shore you were washed up onto. One thing I don't understand. What? Why didn't the popper bear beat the hide off the little girl? Half Nelson, seriously, do you think you could dive into the deep depths of the ocean and look for those jewels? Not a chance. For $5,000? I may think about it. For $10,000? I'm thinking about it. For $30,000? I quickly reached the ocean's floor where I noticed an oblong metallic structure with a coil tube attached to it. When I began to move away from it, something stopped me. I traced the strange coil tube to my own back where I noticed one of my aqualungs missing. It suddenly dawned on me why I had gotten to the ocean floor so quickly. Still no trace of the jewels. I decided to give up when suddenly from behind I was attacked by two strange divers. They cut my air coils and pinned me to the ground when I realized that beside me was a huge metal case overflowing with jewels. With my last ounce of energy, I threw the two men off of me, grabbed the case of jewels, repaired my aquiline coils, tied up the aggressors with seaweed and brought them to the surface where Stanley Eaton was waiting. Nelson, you found my jewels. And here are the two thugs who stole them. Who are you men? I'm Mick Rocky. I'm Jack Barrow. Good grief, the Rocky feller gang. They're wanted from here to Washington. Well, they must have stolen your jewels and hid underwater for three years. Half Nelson, you've saved me millions. Now I can get that operation. Operation? Yes, to get rid of the disease I have. What disease is that? Glaucoma. What? Glaucoma. Glaucoma. Oh, glaucoma. Oh, glaucoma, where the wind comes bursting down the plains. Hey, hey, guys, uh, how about a, a shot of that sign over there? Sign? Hey, look at that sign. Nebraska 20 miles? I thought we were headed for Mexico. It looks to me like something big has recently occurred in the form of geographical metamorphosis. You don't mean... Yes. Nebraska has floated into Mexico, just like Harv Pauls had reported. And we're headed for Nebraska in the Gulf of Mexico. Nebraska, here we come. We're heading south. Nebraska, here we come. The shores will sweep us to the southernmost state of Nebraska. Everybody! Here comes the governor of Nebraska. Hola, señores y señores. 
It is with great honor that I feel my heart to have me be the first to tell you it will never snow again in Nebraska. Amigos, now that Omaha and Tijuana are one, two men who are mutual of Omaha's merch come to us from far off places, bordering deeds, bordering the nose, bordering on insanity. Tom Savino and Frank Cotolo. Oh, well, Governor, I think you, uh, thank you, Governor, but I think you just forgot one thing, please. Oh, see. But first, amigos, this dead air break. and they continue to roar and carry on as Tom and Frank stand at the podium and wave the new flag of Nebraxico, a bright red, white, and blue flag bearing the emblem of Nebraxico, a stalk of corn crossing a taco chip. It is a great moment for these two jokers who have been made kings in this, the first merger of its kind in history. Wait a second. Gunshots in the crowd. Mass hysteria here. I, I can't quite see, but it looks as if the two stars of this program have been have been assassinated, ladies and gentlemen. What a disaster! It's hard to believe that within a few short moments, this joyous event has succumbed to tragedy with the assassination of two of Nebrexico's biggest heroes. The cortege is moving slowly down the square, being followed by a tap-dancing plumber and a 120-foot Australian tanker, not to mention the cameraman who stands atop the two caskets getting close-ups of our heroes. Let's switch down now to the cortege where our reporter is trying to get in a few last words. We're here at Casket Side, trying to get a few last words from Tom and Frank. Both caskets are filled with water to symbolize the coming of our heroes by the great flood that also swept Nebraska here. Tom, have you anything to say? Well, it was a great life. I liked it anyway. Uh, I had no idea that it would end in Nebraska. As a matter of fact, I had no idea that there would even be a Nebraska. Well, that, that's it. And Frank, what about you? How do you feel? Uh, not bad, considering. I do agree with Tom. I, I thought it would be a lot different at the end. But that's life, you know. Well, do you have any idea as to who may have assassinated you? Not exactly. I, I feel it was a conspiracy. I, I heard two shots, right, Frank? Oh, yeah, there were definitely two shots. I would subscribe to any two-gun theory. Do you think an agency of the U.S. government was involved? Oh, you mean like the CIA, something like that? No, maybe the FCC. 
but I even doubt that. Any last thing you'd like to say? Well, I'm Tom Savino. And I'm Frank Catolo, reminding you that the state of Nebraska is your friend. And if you're dying to go anywhere, drop by. Remember, wherever you go, make sure you know where you are. The part of Nebraska in this show was played by Iowa. The crowds were played by Ben Moneyham. Christopher the Plumber was not played by Sean Connery. The two reporters played handball after the show. Frank Catullo played solitaire during the fourth scene. And Tom Savino played by himself. Well, why did I play by myself? I don't know, but no one else wants to play with you. I always play by myself. Dead Air is a casino loot production in association with Demovox Sound Studio, New York. Dave Kerman's different. He sits behind a big board, moves a couple of dials, here's a song, 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 here's a song there. Prince with Dave Kerman's on before and after. Kerman, Dave Kerman, you're on. Right, uh, Dave Kerman's uh, on after this and before this, but we don't care about before this because it is now after this, or I'm in the middle of this. Oh, right in the smack there <clears> in the middle. Of his branches Stuck and his in roots. Dave Kerman will be here, of course, in a matter of minutes. Oh, oh boy, he's got uh, great songs to play for you. Long, tedious things. Right. And uh, right after Dead Air, you'll uh, continue. Roots and we'll branches. We'll continue with this bad taste roots, with Dave Kerman. Uh, roots and branches with Dave Kerman. Roots and branches. We'll continue. But right now, a fine it's member time of the staff here at WPRV. Four. We just heard the news, and you're going to hear Dave Kerman right after the show. Uh, the show. Stay tuned for Dave Kerman and the rest of Roots and Branches. And see you then, Dave Kerman. Here he goes. You're on. No, Dave Kerman comes back with Roots and, and Branches. branches. No, I received a letter this morning, I forgot to tell you, Frank, from Dave Kerman, whose show we are in the middle of right now. That's right. So nice of him. Roots, let us roots and Branches. Now. Send him to Dave Kerman, <laughs> and he'll send him on Mr. Kerman. And now, at this time, I would like to remind you that Gene Shepard, America's foremost humorist and storyteller... Oh, uh, no. We reminded you about this be before. We're you don't re-reminding. No, you don't read copy. It, this must have been written by David Kerman, and it says... And you people aren't acquainted with copy order and how it works out, but it says length, no length, because we can do it as long as we want. We could have sat here and did this for a whole half hour. And maybe we will next time. Days, dead air, times, once per show. Now, if this is logged, I can't do this again. We're going to get him in all sorts of trouble with, uh... Okay, so forget we even mentioned it. Yeah. He won't be there. Gene Shepard will not <laughs> be there on Juice. No, he will be there. And we'll, we'll be announcing that again as time goes by, because we wouldn't want you to miss that. Especially if you're fans of this show, you'll love Gene Shepard. Stay tuned for Dave Kerman and the rest of Roots and Branches. Bring in those trees! Come on! Uh, the music people of WPRB right here smack in the middle of Shrubbery the program with Dave Kerman yeah we love Princeton New Jersey and uh, don't forget Dave Kerman is on right after us with uh, Roots, Roots and, and Shrubbery stay tuned for Dave Kerman and the branches and the things that puff uh, send it to Dave Kerman whose show we're in the middle of right now right Roots and Branches is the right name of his we show. make a lot of fun of him at him but Dave really gets it on Dave is a really right on. He's a ripper. He's a ripper. A ripper. Where'd that come? He reads poetry also. Did you know that? And, Does and he really? Poetry and oh, him and Rod should get stories. together. Stories. He reads stories. 
All right, you do that. You do the promo there. I'll tell the orchestra. This is Dave here. We WPRB in Princeton, New Jersey, and right after the show, you'll hear Dave Kerman and the rest of his roots and his branches. Right, so stay tuned for the dirt. Thanks for the ride. See you next week, and remember, my chair finally fell. I can't. See you next week Dave. on Dead Air WPRB. Stay tuned for Dave Kerman and roots and branches. And things like... I, I wish you'd all stay tuned to... Uh, to Dave Kerman and Roots and Branches, the rest the of guy. Roots and Branches, he'll play all kinds of music. Stay tuned for Dave Kerman right now. Okay, the big hit sounds. And you're listening to Dead Air, which is, uh, comes right smack in the middle of Dave Kerman's Roots and Branches and Dirt and Earth and stuff. Roots and Branches. Which is the music show that is right here. No, don't say that. We'll be here every week, we'll 11 to 11.30. Right in the middle of Roots and Branches, but Dave Kerman's show. Smack in the middle of a show called Roots and Branches. Yes. Stay tuned for the roots and the branches and the earth and the things you put in the ground. Dave Kerman show. Needless to say. So why don't you stay with us right in the middle of the Dave Kerman show tonight? And remember... Mm. Welcome... After you brought it out. ...to Dead Air, right smack in the middle of dirt, branches, grass, roots, and all the things, right here on WPRB. On WPRB, Dave Kerman is now dying to get on with his show. He's like, look at all this nonsense. Let's get on with my show. He's got some good records for you. Oh, yeah, lots of long ones, 15 minutes long. Garbage trucks. <laughs> garbage trucks. Right in between Roots and Branches tonight from 11 to 11.30, brought to you by the music people of... Right smack in the middle of Roots and Branches with Dave Kerman. This is Princeton, New Jersey, WPRB. And uh, if you're waiting for Dave Kerman, you gotta wait. In the middle of Roots and Branches, a show with Dave Kerman, who, uh... We, uh, we never met Dave, really. No, no, no. But I hear he's a nice guy. Well, I don't. Dave Kerman will be on after us. But don't worry about after us, because there's more to this show more to meets come. the eye. More to come. Right in the middle of Roots and Branches. In case you hear a funny sound in the background, it's a coffee machine. Saturday night at 11, right here on Roots and Branches. Stay tuned for Dave Kerman and things that go bump in the earth or something. String. Here, take one of mine. Hey, thanks. Now I've got to go downtown and get some more strings. I waste so much time there. You may as well come. You probably need a few things anyway. You know, strings, picks. No, I've got everything I need. Which reminds me, I haven't seen you go to the music store in quite a while. There's no need to. Why, man? Well, I order everything I need by mail. You must be kidding. It must take a year to get the stuff, not to mention postage. <laughs> There's where you're mistaken. You see, I use Musician Supply Incorporated. What? Magician Supply? What? No, no. Musician Supply Incorporated. It's the only musician's mail order house that supplies you with all the accessories a musician needs at low discount prices. And it doesn't take long either. Yeah, man, but what about postage? Well, unless you want COD, you don't pay any postage. Yeah, but what about name brands, man? I use the good stuff. Well, you can only get name brands, quality strings like Gibson, Fender, Ernie Ball, and there's no sales tax. Let me get this straight, Riff. No sales tax, no postage, name brands, and quick delivery? How can I get into this gig, man? Well, just send for a free catalog. Write to Musician Supply Incorporated, Post Office Box 4507, San Diego, California, 92104. So don't fret. Don't fret. Oh, don't fret, he says. Oh, oh. For a free catalog, prepaid envelope, and order forms, write Musician Supply Incorporated, Post Office Box 4507, San Diego, California, 92104.
now it's time for Fun Money, the game where you win big dollars just by answering fun questions. Here's Art Art. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome to Fun Money, the game where you win big dollars just by answering fun questions. And our first contestant today is... Barry Smith. Mr. Barry Smith. And what do you do for a living, I'm Mr. Smith? I'm Minnesota, uh, and I... I load docks at the Acme Truck. Oh, that's wonderful. Must be a fun job. Well, you know how to play the game, don't you? No, I don't. Well, then let's get on with it. Here's our first question, and it's lots of fun, and you're going to win big money from okay. it. You ready? Uh-huh. What time is it? How's that again? And now it's time for How's That Again, the show that questions your ability to comprehend intelligence saves. Here's Art Art. Well, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Art Art here for another How's That Again, the show that questions your ability to comprehend intelligent sayings. And here's our first contestant. Your name is... My name is Barry Smith. Oh, Barry Smith. And how are you, I'm Mr. Smith? I'm fine, but I Okay, don't what do you know. do for a living? I load docks. Wonderful. Yeah, Must be a wonderful living. You know how to play How's That Again, of course. No, I don't. Okay, I... then let's get on with it. Here's your first question. If a person had trigonosis, would you administer hypophene or glenis martine? I... Oh, only a doctor could know that. And now it's time for Only a Doctor Could Know, where our contestants are all doctors and we challenge their professional ethics. Here's Art Art! Yes! Thank you. Welcome to Only a Doctor Could Know, where our contestants are all doctors and professional I'm not, people. I load docs. I don't... Yes, now you must be... I'm Barry Smith. Barry Smith, you're I'm our first... I'm not a doctor. I load docs. Well, that's wonderful. All our contestants are doctors, and of course, we're going to challenge your professional ethics. Now, you know how to play but the I game? Don't... No, I don't know how Okay, to then let's get on with it. Why waste time so you can win some big money? Here's your first question. All right, all right. Do doctors live normal social lives after hospital hours? I, I hear it's a rat race. And now it's time for Rat Race, the show where you must distinguish which rodents are bearing the color of snow. Here's Art Art. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome to another Rat Race, the show where you must distinguish which rodents are bearing the color of snow. I hope you're not colorblind there, Mr. First Contestant. Who are you? I'm Barry Smith. Barry I... Smith, wonderful to have you here. What do you do for a living? I, I'm a doc. I love doc. Yeah, I, I... good, good. Must be lots of fun doing that. Of course, you know how to play. Right, race? No, yeah, I guess Well, here's what we do. We have four sets of rodents here on the floor, and we've built this gigantic platform that they all run up onto. Now, you have to distinguish which of these four groups are white. That's right. We're going to have ten seconds now. We're going to tell you. Here comes the first group. See them running? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they white? No, they're not. No, here's the second group now. Second group. No, no. Okay, go on. Here comes the third group of rodents. The mice is white. The mice is white. For the Mice is White, the program where white mice eat bugs with ketchup, and you have to condemn the restaurant that served it. Here's Art Art. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another The Mice is White.
it's Wasteland Playhouse, featuring TV favorites that will never make it on radio. Now, Magnet. This is the city, Los Angeles, a city of almost a million. People who work, people who love, people who live, people who die, people who need people, and the luckiest people in the world. One person, one very special person. I'm Jack Sunday. Together with my partner, Phil Cannon, we pick up the filth that is attracted to Los Angeles like a magnet. The story you are about to hear comes nowhere near the truth. Only the names of innocent people have been taken to destroy their reputations. It was 9 a.m. in Los Angeles. It was Monday, May 14th, my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Jack Sunday. Happy birthday to me. Anyway, I met my partner, Phil Cannon, at the office. Homicide. The boss is Captain Frost. Hello, Jack. Happy birthday. Thank you. Any calls? Yes, uh, Captain Frost wishes you a happy birthday. Say, Jack, what sign are you? What's that? You know, astrology. Leos, Pisces, Scorpios. I don't know. What's that? Uh, this is a book on astrology. You know, Leos, Pisces, Scorpios. Now, let me just look up your sign. May 14th, Taurus. What's it say? Uh, it says you will receive a call from a person of authority regarding a 932 Section 4. Sunday, homicide. Hello, Jack. Happy birthday. I've got a homicide, 932 Section 4. Get on it right away. Is Phil there? Yes. Could you tell him to read my horoscope for today? 9.45 a.m. Seems that a big Hollywood party ended in the death of a famous star. Phil and I had to find out who did it. 9.46 a.m. Phil and I headed for the car on our way to interrogate the first Hollywood star. 9.47 a.m. Phil returned to the office where he went to get the astrology book he forgot. 9.49 a.m. Phil returned. We got in the squad car and drove to Palm and Vine. 9.50 a.m. Received a report on the police dispatcher radio of a stolen car that fit our description. 9.52 a.m. Drove back to the station house when we realized we had taken the wrong car. 10 a.m. With the right car, we were finally on our way. We put on the police dispatcher radio. Car 318-291 at Grand Street. Proceed with caution. Car 74, two sugars of one. Car 83, Sunday and Cannon. Keep your airwaves open. Message from cars 4 through 701. Ready, guys? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. That's sweet. 1.32 p.m. Phil and I arrived at the home of Tab Stalker, Hollywood star who was at the scene of the crime. Homicide, are you Tab Stalker? Uh, everyone knows I am. Sure. We understand you were at the party last night. I was there. There was a murder. Is that what you hear about? Did you do it? We have to find out before 5 p.m. That's when we quit. No. At least I don't think so. What's that? What's what? What you just said. About what? About what you don't think you did. Wait. We're not getting anywhere. Now, what happened? About what? The party. What party? The one where there was a murder and you said you were at. Oh, that party. What party? Shut up, Phil. Well, yeah. See, no one really knows what happened. We were all telling jokes when suddenly Van Lyle killed over. You mean the victim? That's right. Then what happened? About what? About Van Lyle. We all went over to see what happened and discovered he was dead. Who was? Van Lyle. You mean the victim? That's right. Did you notice anything strange? About what? About the death of the victim. You mean Van Lyle? That's right. There was one thing strange. What's that? 
What's what? The one thing strange you noticed. Where? At the party. Where what? Van Lyle. Who? Where? What? Now let's get something straight. You Hollywood stars are all alike. Poetic license. Fantasyland. Edmund O'Brien. Well, I've got news for you. What's that? This is real life. Now tell us the facts. Nothing but the facts. Well, there was one thing strange. What's that? What's what? What's with you guys? What's with who guys? Well, anyway, there was something strange. It seems that the moon hit my eye like a big pizza pie. That's it. Was the famous comedian Mary Morey there? Now that you mention it, she was. Why? You think Mary Morey killed Van Lyle? Looks that way. Let's go, Phil. One more thing, Mr. Stalker. What's that? In Go With The Breeze, did you really kiss Marsha Monroe? Frankly, Sergeant, I don't give a damn. 2.16 p.m. Phil and I headed out to the home of Mary Morey. On our way, we stopped at Jack in the Box, where the whole precinct was having a party for me. We all had tacos. 5.01. We put in for overtime, got back in the car, and went home. 9 a.m. Next day. Picked up Phil, started back out to Mary Morey's house. 9.47 a.m. We arrived at Mary Morey's house. Police, homicide. Homicide? What's that? That's murder. So is marriage. Take my husband. Please. Got the comedy, Mary Morey. Were you at the famous Hollywood party at Tab Stoker's house the other night? Yes. And were you telling jokes to a group of people that included the presence of Van Lyle? The victim? That's right. Well, yes. Then come with us. You're under arrest. What for? For the murder of Van Lyle, I guess. Okay, I'll go, but there's just one thing. What's that? What's what? Just one thing. Oh, that? What? The just one thing. Oh. Well, how do you know that I, Mary Murray, killed Van Lyle? It was easy. Tab Stalker said that the moon hit his eye. How? Like a big pizza pie. So? So, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a Mori. A simple 804. <laughs> At last, a skeleton script is developed. Tom and Frank make the turgid trek upstairs, where the big boys, the top brass, the high and mighty casino loot marshals, sit upon their pompous chairs, awaiting the arrival of the dead air pilots. Well, we've been waiting for you boys. A little late this week? Oh, yeah, we're sorry. We, see, we've been trying to develop some new ideas, yeah. you know? Excellent, excellent. Now let's get down to brass tacks. Run it up the flagpole, take the locomotive down the track, pile the hay in the stacks, greet the day with a smile. Eat the creative oatmeal with an objective spoon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, look, here's the outline. Uh, the theme is dental care in embryos. How? Well, that, that's good. Excuse me, I'll be the judge of that. Yes, sir! Well, as usual, boys, I'm going to have to stamp the first draft unacceptable. Ah, uh, oh, come oh, on now. Oh, yes, you know I never accept the first draft, even if it's as good as a Faulkner narrative. Right, boys? Yes, sir! Oh, could you excuse us for a second? Uh, look, Frank and I are going, going into a little conference, okay? Ex yeah, Frank? Yeah. What do you think? How... Well, have you come to a decision? Yes. Let me hear it. Well, we've decided... Excellent! Magnifique! Now you're talking my language! 